I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 11, Putting the Merry Back in Christmas. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello, everyone, and Merry Christmas. My heart is full today as I've taken some time to reflect on Christmas past and Christmas present. It really is the most wonderful time of the year, if we let it be. I think my dad truly epitomized what Christmas is all about. I don't know many people who loved it as much as he did, except for maybe my mom. So I've come from a long line of Christmas fanatics. So I really just wanted to start about talking about my dad because I know that Christmas can often be a painful time for people. It's been almost 10 years since I've lost him, and the loss and the sadness seems to be magnified at Christmas. I miss him even more, and I long for those wonderful times when we're all together. He really just made everything more festive and joyful. He was our Father Christmas. I can still remember him taking all the neighbors on horse and carriage rides, enjoying the Christmas lights of the neighborhood. Everything he did was to make sure that others felt good, that they felt loved, and that they could also feel the light of Christmas. I really do miss him terribly. So this may be your first Christmas without a loved one. Maybe you or someone you know that is dealing with some health challenges. Maybe you're feeling the stress of finances, or maybe you're just feeling alone. I have had a taste of all of these, and it does take extra effort to put the merry in Christmas when you're dealing with difficulties and challenges. My hope is today that I can ignite some excitement and renewed purpose so that you can find greater joy in this holiday season. And Christmas is right around the corner. There is no time to lose. Can you believe it is less than two weeks away? I can honestly say I've never been so behind on the self-inflicted to-do list of Christmas. But I'm happy to say that I am more present and I'm enjoying the magic of the season. Because I've made a very conscious decision to let certain things go so I can enjoy it. Have you filled your schedule with so much busyness? that you're missing out on the magic of the season? We will talk about finding this balance so that you can truly have a Merry Christmas. We use this phrase countless times throughout the holidays, but what does it mean to you? I really want you to think about that and decide and be mindful about creating a Merry Christmas. For me, this has definitely evolved over the years. But now I'm very careful about how I spend my time and what I commit to. It boils down to me to three non-negotiables for Christmas, family time and traditions, service, and Christ. This seems pretty simple, but how much of your time is spent on these things? Let's jump in and discuss some ways that we can make this season merry and bright. So number one is be satisfied with good enough. Remember, done is better than perfect. This one has been no easy feat for me, but I can honestly say that perfectionism no longer runs the show for me. It is just important to set realistic goals and expectations. 
And really, my house used to look like Santa's workshop. Literally, I had four life-size Santas, garland up and down my stairs, on all my lights, on my mantle. It looked like Christmas threw up all over my house. (laughs) There were bows on all the lights. It really was over the top. Again, I came by it naturally. Remember my fanatical parents? But now I just have simplified. And I'm not busting anyone's chops with how they want their house to look like. I mean, if you want to look like you have Santa's workshop in your house, that is great. But there is an easier way. So just give yourself that option. Because my house still looks Christmassy enough, but it doesn't take me days to get it to look like that. And then more days to take it down when it's all over. So again, just give yourself the option. And if it puts the Mary in your Christmas to go all out, then do it by all means. But also remember to give yourself a break if it's not perfect. So number two is simplify. And we kind of touched on this in the first one, but for me, this this really is a close cousin to being satisfied with good enough. And the focus on this is more about how I spend my time. Here's a simple formula to consider. Busyness plus excessiveness equals exhaustion. Have you felt a little taste of the exhaustion this year? I know I have, and I've been super mindful and careful about simplifying things. But I just don't want to be so pooped that I don't enjoy the magic of Christmas. I am down to one believer at my house, Miss Clover. And I want to enjoy every minute of the magic with her because trust me, they grow up and they grow out of it. And it is not the same once they do. I have adult children and teenager, and it definitely loses some of the magic when they get older. So I'm going to hang on tight with little Clover until she grows out of it. And then I'm also looking forward to some grandbabies at some point, but no pressure, Hayden and Casey. So when we talk about simplify, I'm thinking right now as I'm sitting here, it's it's you know almost two weeks to Christmas, and I still haven't done Christmas cards. Back in the day, I was the girl that had my cards out on November 30th. I was the first one out and the first card that people got every year. And it was kind of my badge of honor. But it kind of just slowly happened when Hayden went on his mission a couple of years ago. I didn't really have a family picture to send. So I opted out for the first time in, what, 20 plus years. And then the next year rolled around and I still didn't have a family picture because he was in Peru. So I didn't send him out that year. Well, last year he was home. Hadley actually had a feeding tube. I think that was last year. Maybe it was a year before, but then again, it became easier and easier to say no to Christmas cards. And so this year I actually have a beautiful picture from the wedding that I would love to use, but I just can't bring myself to doing Christmas cards. It takes a lot of time, energy, and money. Not saying that I'm not going to do them and not saying that I don't love getting them in the mail, but I have found that it's okay to say no, and the world still keeps going, and Christmas still happens, even if you don't send out Christmas cards. So again, it just goes back to giving yourself the option and easing some of that pressure that we feel, and that often we put on ourselves. And the same goes for delivering Christmas treats. I am known for my ginger snaps. I make them every year, and by the time the Christmas season is over, I'm good to not eat another ginger snap until the next Christmas. And so if you've been the recipient to my ginger snaps, I'm just going to give you a little heads up. There's a good chance I'm not going to be delivering them this year, but I will be having them at my Christmas luncheon that everyone is invited to. 
So if you want them, contact me and I'll save you some. And if you want to come to the luncheon, you're always invited. So again, I don't have the perfect solution. I'm just trying to minimize some of the chaos in my life. And one thing that I have kept doing for the last 15 years is my Christmas luncheon. And it's fun. I enjoy it. It is pure ease for me. It doesn't feel like stress. So I'm going to keep that one going. But really, it's just up to you to kind of take a little self-check here about what's causing you unnecessary stress, what's bringing you joy, and kind of manage it that way. But it's just really up to you. But for me, simplifying Christmas has been a huge, huge key in helping me to really bring more Mary back into my Christmas. So number three is hold on to daily rituals. I don't work out today, so I can tell you that this is hard for me. It's busy. But try to keep your exercise routines going. Try to keep your kids practicing their lessons. Try to stay on top of the laundry. Just keep going on those, those daily rituals so that things don't build up, which you know creates more stress. And again, it's easier said than done, but it's definitely worth the effort. So number four is don't be afraid to ask for help. This is so important. We can't do everything, ladies. I know that we try, and I know that we're good at what we do, but sometimes we need to bring in the forces, whether it's your spouse, your mom, even our kids. Sometimes that is like the hardest help to get, but they're the ones that should be helping the most, right? I mean, Christmas is kind of about them anyway. But really, there are people that are in your lives that can help you, and make sure that you utilize that. So number five is no one to say no. And we did kind of talk about that in the previous ones, but again, that's just understanding what you're capable of, what you have the energy to do. And it's not even just saying no to other people. Sometimes it's saying no to yourself and your expectations and the things that you think you should be doing. Like I said, all those pressures that we put on ourselves. And number six is enjoy treats the right way. Hmm. Yes, this one I need to work on. I like my Christmas treats. Like I said, ginger snaps. I eat a lot of them (laughs) during the holidays. But there is a way to manage it and to be moderate. And we don't want it to get away from us so much that when the holidays are over, we're just paying the piper. So again, just enjoy treats the right way. Number seven is focus on people, not things. I love this quote. It says, people were, were created to be loved. Things were created to be used. The reason why the world is in chaos is because things are being loved and people are being used. I don't know. It's just, it's there's so much commercialism around Christmas and the shopping and the, you know, the Christmas list and all of those things that make Christmas enjoyable. But truly, I think it's important that we focus on the people and really what Christmas is all about. And even the Grinch kind of figured this out after he caused quite chaos in Whoville. He said, maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. So again, try to focus on the people and the spirit of Christmas this year. Number eight is take time for self-care. You are no fun to your family if you turn into the Scrooge. I mean, often I just, I say this to myself and I don't know if you can relate, but maybe I'll be able to relax when, or if this is done, then I can watch a Christmas movie. Or if I can just get this finished, then I can read a Christmas story. I keep putting things off until I have things done. And then in the meantime, I don't get to the things that I really enjoy for me, which is sitting down and just relaxing with my family. And really self-care is just about slowing down. If you need to take a nap, if you need to get a massage, 
or just simply just take time to read, to meditate, all the things that we've talked about in prior episodes, just taking time to care for you. But don't wait to relax and enjoy yourself when you have everything done because you're just missing out on happiness like right now. So number nine is to focus on what's important. I love the acronym of JOY. It's Jesus, others, and you. And really, if we really focus on Jesus and put our effort into helping others, that is the best thing that we can do for ourselves. I love the movie um, Mr. Kruger's Christmas. And I just remember as a little girl, I just was so fascinated about by, you know, this man living in the basement. And my kids kind of think it's creepy now. I've tried to have them watch this movie. They don't love it as much as I do. But I just remembered that just watching that and just my heart hurt for this man that just lived, he was alone. Because I've always been surrounded by people. I don't understand that feeling of having, you know, a holiday without people. I mean, that is absolutely the opposite of what I have to deal with sometimes. Sometimes I wish there were less parties and less, you know, festivities going on. But I just remember watching that movie and I, I just, as a little girl, it just touched me that really the joy that it brought that little girl and the rest of the family when they were able to reach out to this man who was so lonely. And a lot of times people that may appear, like for instance, like me, surrounded by people, doesn't necessarily mean that they don't feel alone. So I just think it's a good time of year to really focus on others and looking at how we can touch their lives and how we can bring them joy. And I love this quote. It talks about Christmas gift suggestions. So to your enemy, forgiveness. To an opponent, tolerance. To a friend, your heart. To every child, a good example. To yourself, respect. Orrin Arnold. So again, it's just important that as we are so busy this time of year, just to focus on what's important. And for me, I talked earlier in the podcast about the three non-negotiables, which are family traditions and family time, service, and Christ. So family traditions and family time, oh, we have so many fun ones. And I talked about Mr. Kruger's Christmas, but I just, I love movies and I love watching Christmas movies with my family. I like to have the fireplace going, the Christmas lights are on on the tree. I just like to just sit down and relax and just spend that time doing nothing, just but enjoying the spirit of Christmas, watching movies. And I just, this Sunday, watched It's a Wonderful Life. And I hadn't seen that movie for a long time. It's actually now in color, which is wonderful. But I love the message of that movie. My little Clover was watching it. She just kept telling me, Mom, this is not a Christmas movie because it takes a little while to get to the Christmas part of the movie. But really the gist of it was, and I know many of you have watched it, but just to kind of to, to go over that again, because I really didn't catch the message the first probably five times I've watched it throughout my life. But I loved that he had everything he needed in the movie. And yet he all he could focus on is what he didn't have. And in the very end, he had an opportunity to go back and look at his life and how it would have been if he wasn't there. And I just loved just that thought of wondering, what are we doing to help others? And we don't really know the impact that we have in other people's lives. But he was able to see exactly what the world would have been like without him. He wouldn't have had, this brother wouldn't have been around. Things would have been much more bleak without him. And we're not going to have that opportunity to go back and see exactly how we've affected or impacted people's lives and what the world would be like without us. But I think it's really cool at Christmas time to take the time to stop and think and really put a very focused effort on touching people's lives. 
Now, of course, we don't need to just do this at Christmas time, but there is that that feeling in the air that just makes us a little more generous, a little more kind, and a little more aware. And I love that message of it's a wonderful life. So some other things that we've loved to do for family traditions is we used to go caroling at my grandparents' travel trailer park. And we would just, I mean, there's a lot of us in our family. We would just go around on a trailer and sing Christmas carols, and these cute little elderly couples would come out and wave at us, and they just loved getting visitors. And that's something that was just, I just love doing that. And we haven't done it as much the last few years, but that is one of my favorite traditions that I can think of when I was a little girl. And now we love to go ice skating, of course, making ginger snaps. And something fun that I do with my kids that has been really helpful so there's no peeking or, you know, trying to figure out whose gifts are who or who's getting more is we do reindeer names on our gifts. So everyone gets a different reindeer name so they never know until the day of Christmas whose gifts are what. So that's just a fun little tradition. But two, I just love to take any chance I can get to go up to the snow because, of course, we don't have snow where I live here in Gilbert. So this year we're going to go to the Polar Express in Williams And just any chance that I can take to go up and play in the snow is always fun. And another one of my favorite traditions was with my dad. And he, like I said, loved Christmas. And every Christmas Eve, he'd make his famous clam chowder. And it was the best. I've yet to have one that I love as much as his. And so that was just a fun thing. And so every time I eat clam chowder, I really do. I think of my dad and it just kind of puts a smile on my face. So really... There's so many different types of traditions, and there's so many different ways to spend time with your family. But for me, this is where it's all at. I love, 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 love spending time with my family, whatever that may look like. So the next one was service. And this is just obviously just what Christmas is all about, right? But again, do we get so busy that that we don't have time to do those little acts of service? When I say service, it comes on all forms. There can be the the big acts of service or just the simple things as smiling at someone on the street or just being kind or letting someone have your parking place. I don't know, whatever that looks like for you. But I remember one of my favorite acts of service at Christmas was when I was about eight years old. My cousin Gail with her family did the 12 days of Christmas for us. And every night we would hide by the window to see if we could catch them because we didn't know who it was. And they bring a different treat every night and we couldn't figure out who it was. And it was just something that I look forward to every day. So that is definitely a tradition that I've carried on with my family. We've done that the last few years. And it's always fun to find that that special family that we can just do something for that those 12 days before Christmas. And it's just a fun way to get into the holiday spirit and to really focus on serving and doing things for others. Last year, we had the opportunity to go down to Mexico, which wasn't actually before Christmas. It was the day after Christmas. And this was like real service. We worked hard. We helped build houses down in Rocky Point. And I loved watching my boys, even Clover, my husband, all of us just working together. And we had our cousins there and some of my brothers and sisters and their spouses. And it was just a beautiful thing when you can work together with other people. There's there's really not a better way to bond that I can think of than serving and working together. And what was so beautiful about this experience is is we actually were able to put the blocks and the mortar and the roof on these houses. I mean, it was a lot of work, but we were able to see, you know, the fruits of our labor. And so I just am always looking for different opportunities and way to serve, you know, during the Christmas holidays. And probably about 10 years ago, We had actually gone down to Rocky Point for another, just like a family trip. And on the way, we stopped into this orphanage. And 
I kind of had that light bulb moment where I was like, okay, guys, we need to do something for Christmas for all these children. So it was just a fun opportunity to kind of, I got help from my brothers and sisters and my mom and everyone just kind of pitched in and we were able to come up with the most amazing gifts and things for these children. So we went back again about two weeks before Christmas and had the opportunity to pass out these gifts. And hmm, it was just one of those things where, again, we hear this all the time that when we serve, it's how much we get out of it. I can tell you that the joy that we had spending time with those sweet children and to see the joy on their faces and the gratitude, it was just really one of my favorite Christmas memories in general, but especially in regards to service. And so again, there's different ways that we can serve. It doesn't have to be the big grand acts. But I do remember just a couple years ago, I was just feeling stuck. I didn't have any ideas. I had nothing. And Christmas was slowly approaching, and I hadn't really done quite what I wanted to do in terms of you know service for Christmas. So I just said a little prayer, and I said, I just need some help here. I need to know who needs what we can offer them. So immediately, my Aunt Susie and my um, Uncle Mike came to my mind. And I didn't really quite understand because they're super competent, capable people. But that was the name that came to my mind. So I called my Aunt Susie. And she was so excited when I called. She says, you know, we're trying to get ready for this party and we we need help with the chairs and cleaning up the yard. And, you know, the other kids are all busy. She goes, actually, I could really use your help today. And I said, perfect. So I brought my kids over and we spent the afternoon over there just helping them get things set up and cleaned up. And I just remember my Uncle Mike was out on his, I don't know if he's on his lawnmower or his tractor, I can't remember, but he was out there working and getting things ready. And it was just this fun time that we got to spend with my Aunt Susie and Uncle Mike with just my little family. And mind you, my Aunt Susie and Uncle Mike were very, very special to me as a child. I spent a lot of time over there. My cousin Eric and I are super close in age and we're the best of friends growing up. So these these are almost like my second parents. And so just to do a little small something to, to reciprocate that appreciation and the service that they showed me growing up was just a special way to spend our holidays. Well, I didn't know at the time that that was going to be the last Christmas that we would have with my Uncle Mike. And again, my Uncle Mike was just a special man. He actually was the one that was Santa Claus at all of our Christmas parties my entire life. So every Christmas party we'd have Uncle Mike would come and he'd be Santa and he was the best Santa. Everyone loved when Uncle Mike came slash Santa. But he just had a way to make you feel loved, to make you feel safe, to make you feel special. Even when he was pretending he was Santa, you could just still feel that that special spirit that my Uncle Mike had because you just knew that it was him and he just, it was just pretty special. So I just think about taking those opportunities and following those impressions when those thoughts come to your mind, follow through because it didn't really make sense to me why that they would need our help. But it turned out that again, it was such a blessing for us to be able to be there and to have that special time with my uncle Mike, especially. So again, I would just encourage you just to just sit down, think of ideas. It doesn't have to be complicated. There are so many different opportunities to serve, but just take some time to think about it. Just right now we have light the world, um, the little vending machine here in Gilbert where you can go and just, you know, send a cow to somewhere across the world. I haven't been yet. We're going to go, you know, before Christmas, but I love that idea of just being able to go and that's already set up for you. It's already ready to go. So again, just I'm encouraging you just to take the time to involve your children and your family in any type of service that you can think of because it will bless your lives.
So the last one is Christ, which is obviously why we celebrate Christmas, but so often he seems to get put on the back burner. And I can tell you that even in my own home, this has been a thing because I asked Clover a couple years ago why we celebrated Christmas, and she quickly responded, well, it's Santa's birthday, Mom. So I knew at that moment I needed to do a better job of putting Christ back into Christmas. And really, serving is one of the best ways that we can do that, but also taking time to honor and celebrate the reason for the season, which is our Savior. And there's so many different ways that we can do that as well. And for me, again, we love movies. And there's this this new one called The Nativity Story. It's a newer movie that we watched last year. And it was just a beautiful depiction of the birth of the Savior. And there's so many different nativity stories and different, you know, we always read through in the scriptures the night before Christmas. And so it's just important that we make that effort so that our kids know from our example that that is why we celebrate Christmas. So putting Christ back into Christmas. And in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For unto us a child is born. His name shall be called Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I love the last one, the Prince of Peace, because really the best way to enjoy Christmas is to have peace in our homes, peace in our hearts, and peace in the world, which is few and far between at times, it seems. So enjoy the next few weeks with your family. Take the time to really enjoy the season. And I hope that you can find peace in your heart and that you can put the Mary back in Christmas. Thanks for tuning in today. And until next time, shine on and Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.